I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Remember this magical song? Got to believe it first came out in 1982, 38 years ago. Yet it remains as dominant on our airwaves today as it was then. Take me to your heart. Show me where to start. Let me play the part of your first love. How did these songs by foreign artists become staples of Pinoy listening? Welcome to Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast, where we discuss and deconstruct everything Pinoy pop culture that you've either forgotten or were too embarrassed to admit you liked. I'm your super obsessive host, Ruel S. Devera, and today we are talking about those songs that found a lasting home on Philippine radio and in Filipino ears even though they were made by foreign artists and were never meant to gain permanent residence here. It should come as no surprise that, with these islands being a former colony of the United States of America, Filipinos have had a long affinity for American and later foreign music, particularly when radio turned the world into one giant jukebox. I'm Pinky Aceron. I'm a professor of the Broadcast Communication Department of the UP College of Mass Communication. I was in radio for 30 years. Even as what we today call Original Filipino Music or OPM, was gaining shape and form, foreign music heavily dominated the preeminent medium of the era, radio, FM in particular. I was already listening to radio during the golden years of OPM. That was in the 70s, the martial law era, ganyan. Back then, OPM was really the big thing. Until the 80s came around and all of a sudden we find more and more FM stations playing foreign music. There was a time, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, pero there was a time that OPM was in a slump sometime in the 80s. Parang radio stations are resorting to foreign music. But for every worldwide hit maker like the Beatles, you also had strange acts who were more than one-hit wonders. They were Philippines' only hit wonders. There is no shame in finding an audience anywhere, but many of these musical acts never imagined they would become immortal standards in the Philippines of all places, and that they would be on the radio and memorized by listeners for decades 
long after bands had broken up and even after some of them had already died. It is a testament to the Filipino listeners' penchant for liking what they like, no matter what, no matter how long. From the era of vanilla pop songs and standards, we move on to the new wave era and the songs that came out after that, entering a kind of twilight zone of foreign music with alternately weird and super cool songs. And there is no better example than the most notorious one-hit wonder of all time in this country, one so bizarre that the man behind it pretty much refuses to talk about it. Everybody knows Ricky Gervais as the acerbic British comedian behind the original version of The Office. But in the 1980s, the young, mullet-wearing Gervais was the frontman of a band called Shona Dancing and dreamed of a new wave career. That career went nowhere. But one song, More to Lose, became a huge hit in the Philippines. It could be argued that this was a good thing, as the failure of Gervais' musical career led him to become a comedic genius. He still seems a bit embarrassed by it. But More to Lose is a prime example of what happens when a song enters the Philippine consciousness and can't escape. It was the era of New Wave. The song had more than a passing resemblance, for example, to the much more popular In Between Days by The Cure. There is an interesting story about how one radio station, conscious that other stations might play More to Lose, deliberately called the song by another name. Yet this song has endured and can still be heard occasionally when a radio station goes into Friday Magic Madness mode. Remember, These are songs that did not have a lasting radio presence anywhere else, but we know them almost by heart. The New Wave era gave us an entire bizarre EP of songs you'll hear not only on the radio, but on Pinoy 80 Spotify playlists everywhere. Here's Red Flag's Russian Radio. The LSS Bomb 19628 by Europe. There are the bizarre non-English language songs that turned into Pinoy earworms. Take for example, Sonia Belomo's Life Dance. (music) 
or the notorious French song Angelina by PSY. Listen to the lyrics and let your imagination go naughty. And the weirdest one of all, more than the horrible Tarzan Boy by Baltimore, Dr. Alban's devastatingly ugly Hello Africa, Tell Me How You're Doing. Yes, these weren't even good songs. Just songs which were playing all the freaking time, everywhere when we were younger. And as a result, are still being played today when a DJ is in a particularly sadistic mood. Why do we listen to these songs, even those in foreign languages? Another reason why these songs make it big here is because of their rhythm. And mm-hmm. melody, I guess, because Filipinos also tend to turn to songs that are melodic and rhythmic. Songs that they can more or less relate to. I've been able to talk to a few listeners and I've been able to ask them questions about their musical preferences. And to them, you know, they'd rather listen to something that they can easily appreciate rather than, you know, something that alienates them. But it wasn't all bad or bizarre. There were good jams too. There were hits ahead of their time, such as this French one from La Russo. And my personal favorite hit from the future the Pizzicato Five's Sweet Soul Review. Musical artists live forever in Philippine memory. When I was growing up in the 1980s, there was one song that needed to be played at proms. Once this song was played, the passive bored high school students would suddenly rush the floor and not leave until the remix was done or their feet gave out. We are talking, of course, of the Italian musician Michel Francesco Puccioni but known to all of us only as Mike Francis. This is Let Me In. His few 
fusion of synth pop, drum and bass, and dance turned him into a Pied Piper for teenagers at soirees. Then, take his duet with A.B. Stewart, Friends. Even though Mike Francis tragically died in 2009 at 47, his songs still rule the prom. As for the songs which are hits in the Philippines despite the fact they aren't in English, it turns out we were ahead of the curve. K-pop is such a phenomenon. I still can't, you know, wrap my head around it because a lot of kids nowadays are so crazy about K-pop that they even sing along with the songs of these K-pop groups, even if they're purely in Korean. And I bet you not all of them understand what the songs say, but nonetheless, they just sing along with it, simply because they're huge fans of the K-pop group. Nonetheless, songs with foreign lyrics taking hold of Pinoy ears are outliers. It's still the songs in English that figure prominently on the radio and in our heads. Sometimes they figure so prominently, it seems like they and their singers live here. The single best example of this is none other than David Pomeranz. The Long Island-born singer-songwriter made a career for himself by going on tour at a young age with four studio albums by 1980, writing songs including the hit The Old Songs, recorded famously by Barry Manilow. Put on the old 45s And maybe the old songs will bring back the old times Maybe the old lines will sound new. Maybe to 1980s kids, his voice may be familiar because he sang the theme song from the hit sitcom Perfect Strangers. Yes, the one with Bulky and Cousin Larry. Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change But what really propelled Pomeranz to prominence Was his involvement in the 1982 Scott Bayo starring Zat An awkward teen games Magic powers romantic comedy That found a ready audience And it had a killer Theme song Got to believe in magic. Got to believe in magic. Tell me how two people find each other in a world that's full of strangers. You've got to believe in magic. Something stronger than a moon 
Let's ask David himself about the song. I was approached by my agent at the time to do this. I did not write Magic or King and Queen. Those were written by Charlie Fox and Stephen Geyer. And they approached me to sing the song in the movie. Charlie's a great writer. You know, he wrote Killing Me Softly, Ready to Take a Chance Again for Manalu. And it was a gig. And I sat and I said, oh boy, what gorgeous songs these are. And I had fun singing them. And that was it. And then uh, was in the movie. And the movie caught fire in several countries, and one of them was the Philippines. You know, it's an extraordinary thought. You know, got to believe in magic. Over the years, you know, I've really looked at this. Like, what is it? You know, if there's something true about it, what is it that's true? And it seems to me that the magic is not outside of you, but it's in you, within you. And you've got to believe in magic. And I, oh my gosh. It's not the fates, and it's not destiny, and it's not some force from outside. It's you. Not only was the song being played on Philippine radio virtually on loop, but he became an instant superstar here. And Renan De Guia of Ovation Productions brought him to the country for the first time, an experience he was not ready for, as he compared it to being like the Beatles first coming to America. Since then, he's been back many times. I think I've been to the Philippines over these many years, maybe 40 times. I've been kind of everywhere. I've met so many people in all walks of, of life and existence. It's been incredible. The song itself has become such a part of Pinoy pop culture that it has led to not just one, but two very popular adaptations. The first was the 2002 romantic film from Star Cinema, Got to Believe, with the shorter title and the number 2 instead of the word 2. Starring the then-it couple of Claudine Barreto and Rico Yan, the movie was about a wedding photographer, played by Yan, who winds up bumping into an irate perennial bridesmaid, played by Barreto, who wind up falling for each other, of course. Directed by Olive Lamassan, the movie made over $32 million. The title song was covered by that ultimate cover band of the 1990s, Side A. The original soundtrack also had a version of the song by Pareto and Yan. Unfortunately, Yan died less than a year after the movie came out. He was only 27. Ironically, Pomeranz never got to watch the film titled after his hit song. There is, of course, the hit TV series inspired by his song, ABS-CBN's Got to Believe. This time, with two spelled correctly, starring another it couple, Daniel Padilla and Catherine Bernardo, collectively known as Kathniel. In this one, the song is covered by Juris Fernandez.
That's lovely. I mean, it travels through time. I mean, that's what any artist wants. You know, just wants to continue to communicate somehow. And it's wonderful. We've done some duets on Got to Believe. We did a tour with Joey Albert in, a, mm -hmm. in the U.S. I think I did one with Jaja Padilla in the Philippines. So it is a nice duet, but I haven't done a lot of that song as a duet. May I tell you a funny story? Whenever I go to a friend's house in Manila or even in, in the provinces, some friends will have dinner. And of course, as most Filipinos do after dinner is they pull out the karaoke, right? <laughs> <laughs> the machine comes out. And so there it is. And most of the time there's got to believe in magic on the karaoke. And I go, oh my God, it's coming. And I know that <laughs> someone is going to hand me the microphone and say, hey, Dave, <laughs> sing the song. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I've just had a big dinner you know, and, and I do. And anyway, it's, it's always fun. And, and the, what's always funny to me about the karaoke uh, experience is that all, there's all that reverb, that, the echo, it's the echo. Filipinos love echo. They love, they yeah. crank it up. So it's, you know, it's got to believe Eve, Eve, Eve in magic. <laughs> it's hilarious, you know, but it's so lovely. You know, they, I can always expect it. It's coming out. And I'm going to sing it. And this is what David Pomeran sounds like live without the reverb. Here we go. Take me to your heart. Show me where to start Let me play the part of your first love All the stars are right Every wish is ours tonight, my love Got to believe in magic Tell me how two people find each other in a world that's full of strangers Gotta believe in magic Something stronger than the moon above Cause it's magic when two people fall in love Boom! Now that we've heard him sing his signature song, it's time to clear up some urban legends. Because he's here for concerts so often, there is a joke that David actually owns a house in Pritil, a poor area of Tondo. Does he? I do not own a house in the Philippines, but I've heard a rumor that I own an island. So if there's going to be a rumor, it might as well be the island, right? And the thing is, David remains inextricably linked to the Philippines. In 1999, he actually came to the country to record an album. I had an old friend of mine, Ramon Chayin, and Ramon was actually with Warner Brothers when Zap came out, and he was an executive there. And now he was the executive at MCA Universal all these years later. So he came out to me and said, would you like to record an album of some of your earlier songs and maybe some new ones. And I said, sure. Oh, that's the other thing is my wife and I decided that we would just say yes to whatever. And this was such a gift that we received from the Philippines. 
that we didn't want to say no. Let's just see what happens. If we just say yes. So Ramon said, you want to make an album? Yeah. Do you want to do it with our musicians? Sure. Uh, these are the songs we'd like you to record. Okay. And then we'd like you to tour and we'd like you to go to all the provinces. Fine. We'd like you to play malls. And we, I paused, but malls? Because <laughs> in the US you don't play malls, right? It's a different, it's a different animal, right? But then I learned, I said, oh, this is where people gather in the Philippines. So we would pay, play for 10,000 people in the malls. The result was a wonderful album with great musicians to compare to anywhere in the world and, and, and better. And a hit album. That album, Born For You, The Best of David Pomeranz, featured a title song written by David Zippel that became a new hit for him. It is the 13th best-selling album in Philippine recording history. Clearly, David is not yet done with his work here. He's been promoting his website. The website is davidpomeranz.com. There are really exciting and fun things up there. I have many, many new songs, and I have something else. I have a new project that you're going to hear about. I can't quite talk about it yet. It has to do with musical theater expressly for uh, Philippines. We have projects uh, that uh, are ready to go. As soon as we can go over there, my goodness. David Pomeranz pops up in the Philippines in the most bizarre places. Probably no stranger than the time he appeared during a virtual Malacanang press briefing on COVID-19 to inspire people by delivering a message back in May. In the big picture, however, it is just another sign of the affection that David has for Filipinos then and now. I've learned a lot from Filipinos and I've fallen in love with them. The numbers of dear, sweet people in the Philippines staggers me. And it's the Filipinos all over the world. You know, the 40 million that live elsewhere. And I've met them too. When I go to the Philippines, I have so many friends and I love it. And it has become our second home for that reason. David has other songs played all the time here. There's King and Queen of Hearts. There's Born For You. But he will never go tired of singing Got To Believe In Magic. First of all, I love the song. so. There's never a problem. I like singing it. It gives my voice a nice uh, workout and you deliver it like it was brand new, like you've never sung it before. And that's how I like to approach it. So you've never gotten sick of singing this song? No, 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 never. And David understands that even if this country is full of people who hear his song endlessly and love this song almost unconditionally, they do not do it blindly. And he appreciates that, being part of Filipino musical identity. I feel proud, for goodness sake. I mean, 
I recognize the deep musical heritage that the people have in the Philippines. It's not only a love of music, it's a knowledge of music and a talent in music. And I don't mean just the singers. I don't mean just the performers who do it for a living. But when I play for a Filipino audience, they listen. You know, they tell me when I've done a great job. I know that they know. I'm proud. I'm, I'm very proud. You know, I mean, I would feel that way anywhere if the whole country embraced me. But you can't fool Filipinos and play them lousy music. They won't go for it, and they'll let you know. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast. That great keyboard cover of Got to Believe in Magic was by Reggie Alikbusan. This episode is produced by Josa Quinones and edited by Nina Toralba. We would like to thank Pinky Aceron and of course, David Pomeranz for coming on to this episode. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. I'm Ruel S. Rivera. For all the times you've heard David Pomeranz talk about his affinity for the Philippines, he isn't the foreign artist who may have been covered the most, or the one who actually stayed here for good. Find out who it is and exactly why Filipinos like listening to the same songs by the same singers over and over again in the next episode of Super Random. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.